Hello, hello, Alexis. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm good. A little bit tired, but I had a massage today, so overall good. How are you? A massage? A massage. Himalayan salt stone massage. A girl, where? Uh, wait, wait. We like, can't just like casually say you got a Himalayan salt massage and well, not Omar dive got into me, that. He got me one for my birthday, so I was being like pretty tense and tired this week, so I was like, I'm just going to go get one today. Oh. Yeah. That's so fancy. I would love anything to get like a massage right now. You should do it. But how was your day? Also busy. I don't think the tired has hit me yet because I'm still going. But once we're done recording, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I've been working all day. We're going out of town this week. So like prepping for that is always a lot. Yeah. But we're making it through. But I was excited to get off work and come home today to record this episode because mm-hmm. we have our first guest with us today. Miss Tori's actually sitting right next to me. We're recording together. And I'm so excited that you guys get to talk with her and learn more about her. And she's going to tell you everything. But introduce yourself, Tori. Hello, podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So I'm Tori, obviously. I'm Alexis's little. That's how I got to know these wonderful ladies. Mm. So um, a little bit about me. I'm from Maryland. I came here for school for mechanical engineering. Uh, I'm a senior, but I have an extra semester. So I'm graduating this December, which is crazy to think about. That's when you both are graduating then. I know. Hopefully, it has to be on that's different days because so I'm coming to your graduation. I was gonna say how that's gonna work. <laughs> I will skip my own and I will be at yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll figure something else out. That's exciting though that both of you guys are graduating. I'm so ready to be done. Mm. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I think about it sometimes. Like if I was still in school, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't fathom still <laughs> writing papers and like re. I just can't. So props to y'all. Could not be me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, once I'm done, me. I'm done. I'm just, there's no masters. There's no, no grad school on this side. <laughs> yeah. Keep pushing though, sucks. Alexis. You, you I, got yeah. this. I am. I'm pushing through. I am pushing through. Are you doing anything in the summer? Or just yeah. are you doing this semester and then winter? I have classes nonstop through December. No, that's even more disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing Tori? summer too, Tori? Or just are you I just... have an internship. Mm, okay. I feel like that's better than classes. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be in South Carolina. So I'll be nice and warm. And closer to me. (laughs) Yeah. But we did want to bring Tori on to be our first little guest. And we're so excited about it. Tori's been listening to all the episodes and was so excited to be here. We're excited to have her. But to give you all kind of like a rundown on the guests that we plan to have or how that's going to look, we are kind of calling this segment our happy hour. We're going to be having happy hour every month with a new guest. And we're just going to talk about their best pieces of advice that they've gotten, their own notable quotables. So like Alexis and I always end the episodes with our quotes. Um, our guests are going to be bringing theirs and why they are important to them or why that's like motivating to them. And I'm so excited to hear what other people love to like kind of hold on to quote wise. And then we're going to go over the non-negotiables because of course this is the non-negotiable podcast. So we need to cover what kinds of things are like a make it and break it for all of our guests. And we're going to start off with some of those things like we're going to ask every guest the same questions, but Tori, of course, you get to hear and do all of these for the first time with us. So our first question is going to be, what are the non-negotiable parts of your day or your weekend or, you know, just things that you really feel you must have or must do? So when I was first thinking about this, I was like, what do I even do every day that actually makes me happy other than going to school and doing homework? Going to school and doing homework makes you happy? No, I'm saying, like, what do I do? Oh. Because that's all I do. <laughs> no. 
That does not make me happy. I was like, that should not be at the top of your self-care list. <laughs> no. So I was like, okay, what do I do when I'm not doing that? Uh, the thing I do the most is definitely call my parents and my sister. I feel like everyone around me thinks it's weird because I call each of them at least three times a day. Three like, times a day? Probably. Oh Honestly, if I'm between classes, when I'm doing homework, when I'm about to go to bed, I'll call each of them. I do my rounds. Oh my goodness. I love that though. What do you yeah. guys like talk about? Just anything. I'll tell my mom, you know, what I did, like what I ate. <laughs> <laughs> literally anything Mama it's a whole debrief best grilled cheese today yeah and then my sister just started college so you know that's a whole check weird experience that. yeah oh yeah so i'm like okay what did you do today and she's goes to a small school so it's weird to see the vibe there versus here State and everything yeah yeah hmm. alexis do you call home often um no but i have a group chat with my parents that i text <laughs> in every day so i, I feel like feel i'm the that. oddball i like i talk to my parents but I feel like it's it's definitely mm, on a good week, like once a week. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I've always been used to it because my dad worked from home. Like, so you could just pop up. in. So, and, yeah. yeah. I would just walk in his office and talk to him. And mm-hmm. me and my sister were only three years apart, so we were always hanging out, doing and stuff. Talking. Yeah. And then my mom, I feel like we just, I don't know, always gossip or just talk about random things. I like so. it, though. Cohen talks yeah. to his family, like, 16 times a day as well so it's not like weird but it is different at yes. least on my side because i will either just like check in with like my friends or I'll like text alexis if something like big happens mm-hmm. but me and my mom will just do like our weekly check-ins and be like right. tell me everything yeah but not like on a daily basis yeah, yeah so that's I think I... the number one thing and then i also try to listen to music i listen to music all day every day are you we have to settle this because alexis is different from me are you a spotify girly or an apple music girly no spotify. no back all up back up i'm being attacked i use spotify (laughs) i am a spotify girly i only use spotify i listen to podcasts on apple podcasts because i used to listen to them on spotify and then they would end up in like my yearly wrapped of like my playlist curated for me there'd be like random podcasts in there and i was like this sucks so i separated them don't call me out like this I do get that though because one year my Spotify wrapped had all those songs I listen to when I go to sleep and I was like that doesn't count I don't listen to those really I go to sleep to them but it's just on for hours yeah because you're sleeping and so then Spotify's now... like this girl really loves like lo-fi <laughs> jams <laughs> yes so now I set a timer when I go to sleep so it stops after 30 minutes mm-hmm. so it might still be on there but it's not the top 10 songs I just didn't know that like y'all are very invested in your Spotify wrapped <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, I don't, I never used Spotify until last year. I think this is my, or yeah, 2022, I think was my first year using Spotify at all as like a full year kind of thing. So that was Mm -hmm. my first like wrapped. And that's only because Starbucks, you get free Spotify premium when you work at Starbucks. And so I've been using Spotify. But before then, I was neither. I feel like I I was a Pandora girly. Yeah, oh, I know. No. You had those like ads come up and you're going to sit here and call me out for Apple Podcasts and I would sit in your car and we would listen to ads go by on the radio. Girl, I'm not paying for shit. No. <laughs> I use Spotify because it's free. <laughs> and whenever I unfortunately have to leave Starbucks, we're back to the ads and we're going to listen to Pandora on the road. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, what else? Tell us more about your perfect day. Um, so I've been really bad about it recently, but I love going on runs. 
which I've heard in your last podcast, both of you hate running. Yeah, yeah. Alexis wants to run three miles, though. She knows that. I've told her this. I, I tell Tori about once a month, hey, I'm going to start running this week. And <laughs> yes. she's like, yay, good for you. And then like the next month comes, I'm like, hey, I'm actually going to like start running this week. Every and single time. <laughs> yep. Okay. So well, that's my go-to. I If I can just run for 20, 30 minutes a day, I feel so much better mentally and like physically. Are you like sprinting? Are you going for like a mileage or do you just like want to move your body for 30 minutes? It depends. I use the Peloton app because I like someone else telling me what to do. <laughs> like I'm sergeant. like, okay, yes. But I would so much rather do sprints than run five miles. Mm. But either mm. way, if I'm running, that's good. Do you run inside or um, on the treadmill? Yeah, because okay. it's Ohio and it's freezing here. That's true. It's I just wouldn't run at all, so I'm. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Me either. I'm a I'm a treadmill treadmill girly. Twelve three thirty. I can't even do the twelve three thirty. I do like zero two point five speed. That's it. On the Alexis, I know it is exhausting. It is. Like I had Cohen oh, yeah. tried to do it one time, and he. Like, kept trying to, like, hold on because it's mm-hmm. it's takes a lot out of you. I was like, you can't hold on. He's like, how the fuck am I going to be walking up this goddamn <laughs> hill for 30 minutes? I'm like, you walk up this hill for 30 minutes. That's what you do. That's the point of it. It's you sweat. You get your heart rate up. And mm-hmm. it, it's I don't something. know. It's something for sure. I did it every day for a month in, like, 2020. As, like, one of my little workout challenges, I did, like, a video on it. Mm-hmm. And... It actually, I, I think it was really good. It was the only, like, workout I was doing. It was just that every day yeah. for 30 days. And I literally saw results just from doing that. So I, we try to add it in, like, once a week for, like, our 75 hard, the cardio side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it this morning, actually. And, well, Cohen didn't do the 12 I did the 12 <laughs> I don't think I'll ever turn into a running girl either, though, Alexis. It's, it's, it's okay. Good, yeah. It's okay. It's I don't off. lift weights, so it balances out. That's true. Oh, we'll lift for you. You run for us. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you have of your perfect day, your non-negotiables? I mean, I do like to end the day with either a movie or some Netflix or whatever I'm binging. I feel like I can't go a day without watching TV, which is not good. But like when I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll watch some stuff. When I'm getting ready for bed at night, I'll watch some stuff. Of course, I go on TikTok for an hour before I go to bed, which is not good. But I mean, you're doing well. It's only an hour. I'm, <laughs> I am fully addicted. I'm about to say I'm in there for like three hours. I don't know what you're talking about. You probably listened to the last episode where I said that I don't like watching TV. Yes, because I feel like I waste my time. So how? What do you watch? How do you just watch one episode when you get ready? Because I feel like I I couldn't I couldn't step away after yeah. I started. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just put my phone up while I'm doing my hair or like whatever, and I just watch it. Once I'm done, turn it off, and I'll come back to it later. What mental illness is it that I can't <laughs> turn it off? <laughs> like, I just have to keep going. Like, I, unless I'm watching something, like, stupid, like Big Mouth or something, you know, like, yeah. that is, you don't need to watch the next episode. But most, like, Netflix series obviously leave you on a cliffhanger. That's how they get people to come back. I can't. Yeah. You know, I know you were saying you were watching How to Get Away with Murder. I love that show. I cannot get enough of it. But I'll just start an episode and, you know, something crazy happens. Okay, got to go to class. Turn it off. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was going to say the cliff that I would be sitting on all day (laughs) thinking about, like, what's happening. I can't do it. See, if I'm going to bed, it's different. At that point, I'm like, oh, do I stay up and watch it? Do I not? But if I'm getting ready or if I, sometimes I watch it when I'm doing homework, which isn't good either. But I'm like, okay, I'm just taking notes. Let me watch whatever show I'm watching. 
and then once I need to focus on something harder, okay, turn it off, listen to music. The wow. self-control you have. Yeah, I was just going to say, self-restraint, go off. <laughs> I am more of a YouTube girly. Like, I, I watch YouTube if I want to watch something. Yeah. Like, when I eat lunch or something, I always turn on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Or if I was getting ready in the morning and I was going to, like, do my hair or something like that, I would watch a YouTube yeah. video. Or even today on the doing 12 through 30, I watched a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if that's because obviously I do a lot on YouTube. So like I, I like watching YouTube more, but it also doesn't leave you on yeah. a cliffhanger. So I'm able to just watch someone's vlog mm-hmm. and like step away. Yeah. And it's shorter usually than a 45 minute show. Yeah. I feel like it just eats my time away <laughs> when I watch like How to Get Away with Murder. But we're getting into the good shit. We're going to have to talk about it later. I was going to say, we need like show. a whole like episode <laughs> of my reaction. I've never watched it. It's so you good. You need to. Okay. I'll watch it. I've been convinced. I've been influenced. I'll watch it. How? Uh, we say one time that you need to watch that, but I've been telling you six times to watch Big Mouth and you haven't. I, that's a good, that's a good point. That's a fair point. <laughs> I've only seen part of Big Mouth, so I can't judge either. Mm, I think, but again, it's just like a stupid little funny show. I enjoy it because yeah. it's just like stupid. I think it allows me to not think so much. And that's why I like okay. them. Like I like watching stupid little shows because yeah. I can just like, veg out on the couch and just like mindlessly watch something that makes me chuckle mm-hmm. but even like with how to get away with murder i'm like is he gonna find out like oh my gosh what's <laughs> happening like who is this and like and all the little like flash forwards and stuff that they have mm-hmm. they always makes you think something different and then it happens there's like a fucking twist in every episode <laughs> and i'm just like ah, it's a roller coaster but and i still have to think about it mm-hmm. but if i'm watching big mouth i can just sit there and like laugh at the way the girl says bubble bath and like <laughs> It's, yeah, it's a good like day. <laughs> junk food for your brain. But like, yeah. As a TV mm-hmm. show. It's like my ice cream for my brain. Yeah. And sometimes you need some ice cream. And then other times you can eat some like broccoli and some carrots and the shit you need. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't it's focus. Sweet little treat. So the next non-negotiables that we wanted to cover are your non-negotiables or red flags that you have at basically any stage or all of the stages of dating. Like if you're swiping on some dating apps, what are your non-negotiables or red flags during the talking stages? If you're in a relationship, we want to hear the juice, the (laughs) icks, the things that you're just like, nope, I'm not going to put up with this. So as soon as I saw this question, the first one I thought of was the gym mirror selfies. I am just not a fan and I, I don't admit, I'll take pictures of myself in my own bathroom mirror for myself. Yeah. Or, you know, for my private story, just to, like, show my friends I'm working out. Specifically you guys. <laughs> Thanks. But not on your dating app. Right. I don't know why. Especially in, like, public, like, the RPAC at OSU or just, mm. I don't know, public gym. Not Are you a against, like, all of them? Or what if it's a guy that, like, is just super muscular? Or if it's not that, like, douchey looking? Or is it just, like, if I you're in the gym, the- period, just, like, don't. It doesn't need to be on there. <laughs> Okay, I guess it's the douchey ones. I feel like that's what I usually see on the profiles because those are the type of guys who put those pictures. Yeah, they're the gym bros. Right. They're like that you have nothing else to post and that's what you post. You if know? you weren't in a happy relationship right now, Alexis, and you were on dating apps, would you post a little gym pic? Because you, you're asked to be in the gym every day. <laughs> so like, I feel like you're a gym rat, a little gym girl. I think I, if, yeah, I think I would have posted one too i would have been the i mean and that's you could post it it's just that's my you know but i feel like if a guy does it it's also gross so like i feel like that's a double standard for me (laughs) you're like "Mm, girls yes guys no (laughs) (laughs) right okay i can get behind that okay number two is when guys say in their bio on tinder or whatever don't just say hi because how else do you start a conversation 
you have to say hi. Yes, you can add something to it, ask a question, say you're cute, whatever. But when they say don't say hi, or, you know, they're like, the girl has to message first. I'm like, really? Mm, that makes I mean, me in mad. my, like, dating app days, <laughs> which are very far and few between, but I got so much anxiety on, like, Bumble because the girls have to mm-hmm. message first kind of thing. I did not like that. I, I don't like, like it either. It. I, I'm not going to do that. Just say, just say hi. Like, I'm just not going to say hi. <laughs> Something. You look like you have a thought, Alexis. I feel like I have nothing to input in this because I'm like, I've never had a bumble. Hmm. Well, good for you. <laughs> that You're doing so good. Yes. And I know that there are obviously good guys on these dating apps, but, you know, they are far and few between. And the ones that show up the most often are the ones who are not what I want. <laughs> right. No. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's hard even on social media to like write a bio or even like a caption that perfectly encapsulates like who you are as a person, what you Mm -hmm. want out of a partner. Like there's just so many things. So I feel like you're doomed from the start. Like if I read any bio, I feel like it's an ick. Like I'm like, (laughs) you're just like telling, like, I don't know. There's not a good way to go about like dating apps that aren't cringy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I feel like they've gotten better in terms you can put what you're looking for. Like, you know, relationship, something casual. That's good. Long term, short term. But the guys who match with me don't, and they must not read what I say because. And they are looking at one picture, that first picture, and swiping immediately based on that. Yes. True. Which it's fine if that's, if you just want to hook up, sure. But at least, you know, see what the other person wants. Like read their bio. Yes. <laughs> It's there. It's two words or maybe one word. Like, oh, it's just frustrating. Okay, but then I have one that's not dating app related. So maybe you guys can relate more to this one. I don't like when a guy can't express how they feel. Mm. You know, communication. <laughs> the emotional intelligence. Like, yes. And it's not even, you know, right. like having deep conversations every time you talk. But just being able to say, this is what I want out of this. This is how I feel about you. Just... Just being open and saying stuff, I feel like it's not that hard, but for some of these guys, apparently it is. Especially when their actions towards you don't match the words. If they're saying, like, I'm not sure, whatever, but their actions towards you are, like, they're obviously, like, into you or care about you, that's the frustrating part. Because, like, why can't you just... signals. Right. I think... I've never had to necessarily deal with that, like directly I feel like I've been on my dating apps and I've done that whole phase but every person that I've actually like met and dated I've met in real life like I haven't had Mm -hmm. to go through the dating phase of like through the apps yeah but my thought on that is I think that they how do I say this (laughs) They, they lack the emotional intelligence to I think even know what they actually want let alone actually put that into words I think that they're just flying by the seat of their pants and like this this girl's cute like cool and they just like do what feels right which is show like feelings and show that they like you but then when you're like do you like me they're like holy shit (laughs) like i'm not ready to like make a decision or to like whatever i think that they think that like we're asking them to marry them right like if you just ask like hi, what do you want out of this? And they're like, whoa, like chill the fuck (laughs) out. Slow your roll. I don't know though. I don't think that there's like a good, I guess, answer for that. Or like, 
I don't know if there's any guys listening to this podcast who do that. <laughs> no, and it's, you know, sometimes it's not on purpose. No, it's just like they happens. might just not know. But I feel like a lot of times, I don't know, I just contradicted myself because I feel like they don't know. But then also I feel like a lot of times they do know, like they have to know. But is that just us with our little girl brains of being like, well, we know. Mm-hmm. So how do they not know? But maybe right. they don't know. I also feel like it could be like, I'm trying to think back to my single days and I'm like, I feel like it could be a fear of honesty of being honest with that person because like i feel like as a girl if you ask like what do you want out of this like you you just want the honest answer like there's no more Mm -hmm. to it it's just like tell me we can move on from that you know but Mm -hmm. i feel like there's like if i don't say the right thing like this girl's like gonna get mad at me or leave or do all these things and it's like we just Mm -hmm. like just give us the honest answer which i think that they also have to come to terms with that that might happen though like right like that's not necessarily a diss on them or that like they're not good enough. It has nothing to do with them. But if I am looking for a relationship and you didn't see that on my profile that I very clearly <laughs> put on there and then you swipe on me and we're here talking and you're really nice and you open the door, we have a good first date, all these things. And I ask you like, what do you want out of this? And they're like, oh, I'm just looking to hook up. I do have every right though to walk away from that. Like mm-hmm. that's not what I'm looking for. And it's not a diss on this person. But I agree that they might just think that like their fear of that rejection but at the end of the day, you have to be okay with that because not everybody is in it for the right reason or like the same reasons. Yeah. And, and sometimes that fear of like you walking away and you being like, okay, like this isn't what I want and you're ready to like leave is what snaps it into place where they're like, wait, no, like I do want more, you know? You know, I, that pisses me off mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because why? I could have a whole episode on this. I don't understand why guys need something or just people. We don't have to like stereotype gender yeah. or anything like that. But people, why do people need something to snap them into realizing it? Like, right. I don't understand. Like, we, this is so stupid. We were watching Love Island, like USA. Oh, God. And we were watching the one where they did the Casa Amor. Like, I don't know if it, y'all have seen this, but whatever. They did. Yes. They went to Casa Amor, which is like a separate thing of Love Island. And all the boys were separate. All the girls were separate. But they were all coupled up. And nobody knew what was going on. And all the boys went fucking wild. These guys, of course, were like out here making out and like kissing and licking fucking whipped cream off of each other. Like it was so much. And then they come back to their girlfriends and was like, I love you so much. Like being in Casa Amor just really like made me realize how much I love you. And the girls were like, okay. And I'm like, what? (laughs) But like, why do you... Why do you, because they would say like, well, yeah, making out with that girl just made me realize mm. that I didn't actually want to like be with her. Why do you need to make <laughs> out with her to know right. that you want to be with your previous girl? Where's the thought process? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just testing the waters of like, am I okay being with this girl for the rest of my life? Or do I want to keep fucking other girls? Like, I would love to, I need to know. Yeah. I need to know what is the point. And I get it in the terms of, I've never been good about opening up and saying how I feel, asking for help, just all that type of stuff. So on that end, I get it. On the part you're saying where you have to see, oh, I don't want this, so, you know, I'm going to come back to you, that's shitty. I don't like that part. Yeah. Just be, I don't know. Just be (laughs) honest. But also, yeah, I just, I just, I think it's more of like a psychological question that I really don't know. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. where is the thought process behind you having to go and try it with someone else to know that you like where you're at now is it is it just that whole like the grass is always greener mindset like I don't know I don't know I mean commitment is a big thing so it is scary to commit but also you know in terms of the saying do you like me that's not saying we're married forever (laughs) that's just saying do we want to try something out and see where it goes yes like do we want to like not see other people Mm -hmm. or do we want to see other people boys are confusing (laughs) Alexis is over here in her happy little relationship. <laughs> I, yeah, this is, 
I feel I feel for you guys. However, I'm like, man, Omar's great. I haven't had to deal with this in <laughs> four and a half years, and I'm so happy about that. I do love Omar. Do you have any other red flags for us? Mm, not really. No, that was the big one. Just say Just how you feel. Yes, communicate. I love that one. That's a good one. Good one to point out. Um, okay, next is non-negotiables that you have for friendships or setting boundaries with people. What are your non-negotiables for that one? So this one I was trying to think back on, you know, past situations, past friendships, etc. I feel like the biggest thing is people who don't accept criticism or don't accept advice. Mm. You know, obviously no one wants to hear the things that are wrong with them, which isn't the right thing word to say. But, you know, if I thought you know, hey, maybe you need to step it up in terms of our friendship in general, whether it's reaching out to me more or give me more personal space or whatever. Some people just don't like to hear that. And then they think that you're just saying, oh, I hate you. And, <laughs> you know, you're a bad friend. But I'm just trying to make our friendship stronger. Yeah. And I, I think feel it, like you it's just communication. Need to yes. Again, communication. It's just open line of communication. Um I would like to say that if either of you ever reached out to me and said, can you give me more space? I would have a meltdown. (laughs) I would cry. Okay, but it's different when we're far away from each other. I mean, physical space. That's a good point. Which we can't even have that, you know? Like, say you got sick of when I used to come in your room at the AOPI house, and you were like, hey, can you just, like, give me a day for me to just chill in my room? I would have accepted that, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean by that. And other people would be like, oh my gosh, screw you. Like, you just hate me, blah, blah, blah. You know, which I've had experience with in the past. (laughs) Some people just don't like to hear the truth. And I feel like you just have to, your friends are there to help you. And they Mm -hmm. love you. And they're saying it for a reason, not to be a bitch. Right. I think you, like, the friends should be taking it, or everybody should be taking constructive criticism, as long as it is given respectfully. Yes. As, like, with, you're assuming good intent. Like, you Mm -hmm. know that the person coming to you with whatever they're telling you, whether it's hard to hear or not, is coming from a good place. And you should always assume that until otherwise Yes. (laughs) So, like, I think that they're initially just, you come to them saying, like, hey, I would love it if, like, you did X, Y, Z. I feel like this isn't happening anymore. Like, I really want you to reach out to me. That person should come to that. And it it could be still hard to hear. They can Mm -hmm. be like, oh, shit, like, that makes me feel bad. But they don't have to be, like well, fuck you. It's more of like a, okay, they're coming to me with good intent. They're coming to me because they do want to fix the friendship. Like Mm -hmm. they don't want to end it. Otherwise we just wouldn't be friends anymore. (laughs) So take that with like a, a positive intent mindset of, okay, here's what it is. Here's what I could do with it. I could either take that advice and follow it. Mm -hmm. Or I could say, you know, I don't want to be friends anymore. Exactly. But I don't know why you would do that. But just like assuming positive intent, I think would go a long way in a lot of conversations instead of assuming everybody's out to get you or out to attack you and just assume that everybody's being nice. And obviously not everybody is, but just who's it hurting to assume that everybody's nice? Right. Yeah. I also like that you pointed out, like, if you ask someone for space, like, imagine if the roles were reversed, like everyone likes their time alone. Everyone Mm -hmm. likes to do things by themselves and like sit and relax for a day and do nothing. Like, if you would want that for yourself, like you should give that to other people too. Yeah. I think also friendships go along with love languages because love languages isn't, you know, specific to, you know, romantic relationships. Yeah. It's also just two relationships. So you different people have different love languages where yours might be 
physical touch and quality time. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be barging into Alexis's room at the AOPI house every day. <laughs> and Alexis is like, my love language is like words of affirmation. So you can just text me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we can just FaceTime every day. But that's also not a bad thing. And that doesn't mean that anybody views anybody in a bad light in mm-hmm. terms of their friendship. It's just everybody receives that love and gives love differently. Yeah. Even in friendships where some people want to hang out all the time and some people don't. Nothing wrong with it. It goes to the last episode is there's no right way. It's just a way. There's my way, your way. We all look at friendships differently and there's no right or wrong. So the best way to get to a spot where everybody feels comfortable is to communicate about what I would like out of this and what do you want out of this? Yeah. Where can we meet in the middle or how can I be better, uh, be a better friend to you and vice versa. I think what you just said is so important, like understanding because like friendships are like relationships. And you should treat them mm-hmm. as such. So, like, understanding what people need and, like, love languages and things like that is so vital for, like, a good friendship and, like, respecting people and making them feel valued. We should take the love language test. Oh, we should. We'll do that in a future episode. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Um, okay, something that I don't like about or I don't want in a friend is someone who's judgmental. You know, I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious mm-hmm. and fair. But I just feel like, you know, I should be able to be myself around my friends. And so I don't want to have people around me who judge me for going out, you know, three times one weekend or, you know, I don't know, not doing all of my homework, which is not good. But besides the point, that was a bad example. (laughs) But like your friends aren't your parents. So at the end of the day, like just just supportive. Yeah. And you can still be a good friend and be like, hey, we should probably like do some homework. Yeah. And, like, look out for each other. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, like, supporting your friends and what they want to do. And if you don't have someone that, like, has your back, I don't know. I feel that one. I feel like I've had (laughs) friends that, like, just kind of, like, give you an eye. Yeah. Or, like, you can tell. Even if they don't say something. You can feel it. But you can tell that they, like, are disapproving. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like especially because I've never been in a serious relationship. Like, my friendships are what I rely on. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people around me to be the ones, like, not supporting me. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of my friends I've known for a long time. You know, I have, I like to have long, good friendships. And so it's, like, I, these people are my friends because I like them and they don't judge me. Yeah. And I've had other people who I've been friends with for a little bit and then stopped because they were being, you know, judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I realized, yeah, I can't have that around me. I judge myself enough. I don't need someone else doing it. <laughs> I do not need the negativity here. Exactly. <laughs> Positive only. Yeah, I feel like when I have experienced people be judgmental towards me in, like, friendships, I realize, like, that is my time that maybe we've grown apart. And, like, it's time for us to, you know, just go separate ways without malintent. But, like, if they're judging me for Mm -hmm. what I'm doing and stuff that I'm going to keep doing, like, maybe it's just not a healthy relationship anymore. No. And it doesn't – the same thing that we talked about before is it doesn't mean that anybody's in the right or wrong. Everybody has their own ways of living their lives. Mm -hmm. But if we don't agree on that and it causes – this person distress then like yeah like we don't need to continue friends being friends because i'm going to continue doing this and if you don't like that that's fine but you're probably just not going to be happy being my friend (laughs) because i'm going to keep doing this (laughs) so it might be time to part ways (laughs) do you have another one one i don't know how many you have i don't know i just thought of this one actually but kind of going off of the other one is i feel like there's been some not even friendships per se but just people experiences where I put in more energy than I'm given back Mm. and I feel like I need to learn to you know if possible cut that friendship or acquaintanceship whatever it is off Mm -hmm. because if I'm not getting the energy back or the work or the time or whatever it is 
why am I wasting my time? I feel like sometimes I'm too nice to people and I just, it's wasting my time or it's stressing me out more or whatever it is. And I really need to realize, okay, is this actually worth it? Or do I have to be doing this or whatever? Or should I just do what makes me happy and not worry about other people, which I, you know, I want to make everybody happy, but I can't always do that. Mm-hmm. Which Aris talking kind of reminded me of that as I need to really focus on what I actually want to do and not, you know, what everybody, what I think everybody wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Preach that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I'm trying to do it. No, yeah. I think Alexis and I talked about that, I don't know which episode, but a couple episodes ago. Oh, when we did the Enneagram, where I, we were answering the questions and I was saying that, like, you know, are you important in your mm-hmm. social groups, whatever? And I was like, well, I would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I was talking about that, too, where I sometimes and some friends, you feel like that, where you're, like, pouring into them and then you're not getting anything back. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like, is that worth it? Or is that what a friendship is supposed to feel like? Yeah. Like, should a friendship feel like a chore? Should it feel like something that you have to do or should it just like happen Mm -hmm. and like float your boat not to say everybody needs to talk every day because again there's different people and some people want to text all day every day and check in three times a day on the phone and then there's some friends that are best friends that only talk every like three months and that's Mm -hmm. totally okay so there's no like right or wrong in that but there's just a difference of how much is one person pouring in versus the other yeah and it can feel you make you feel a little less like appreciated Mm -hmm. so accountability moment on my part because I am the worst at reaching out to people (laughs) and I'm thinking about this right now and I'm like I have 280 unread text messages right now on my phone that's not to say I know she is so bad about it it's I'm so bad like if I am a if you need me like in like call me please call me because like I (laughs) just like I think about people and I think about my friends all the time but my mind just like goes a million ways a minute that I'm like, I need to like text that person. And then I forget for a week and I'm like, okay, I got to text that person. I was supposed to text them last week. So then I like have to resort to like calling that person or being like, can we set up a time so I can talk to you about whatever you did this weekend? Because I need that like on my schedule. So on the flip side, I'll, I'll take then. the... Make a little like, uh, like, I don't know, twice a week, allocate like two hours of social time. And it's just time for you to respond to your text messages. That's a really good idea. You need to do that. Like some <laughs> admin work for yourself. I know. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll do that this week. I'll put no, it on my won't. schedule. No. I'm going to put it on my schedule for Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's in my head. Okay. We'll see. Okay. The last non-negotiable that we wanted to ask you is what are your non-negotiables that you have learned from your past? And like, how did they change you? Or like, why? Why do you do the things that you do now? <laughs> like, what lessons have you learned? Okay, first one is very practical, and I feel like it's very engineering of me, is I will always keep duct tape in my room. Duct tape. Always. Because freshman year, in my freshman year dorm, the windowsills were all cracked, and so cockroaches and bees would come in through the cracks. And not cockroaches. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, I will never forget, I was standing in my room... I had to, I took off my shoe so I could fight off these cockroaches and keep them out while I called my friend and asked her for duct tape because I knew she had some. There was just like multiple trying to get in? Yes. Like a little zombie apocalypse? Yes, <gasps> literally. I was fighting with my shoe in my hand, <gasps> pushing them away. I can't. Like, please come bring the duct tape. And so then for my birthday or Christmas, one of them, they bought me duct tape. And so since then, I've always kept duct tape on me. Because what dorm did you live in? Bradley. Oh. She also had a giant I pipe above the her I the vibes bed. there, but 
Yes, there was also a pipe over my bed, so I couldn't sit up in my bed without, like, dodging under it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It was it was a time. So, um, duct tape, very important. Um, I also used it this year when someone <laughs> broke one of the, some of the molding in my apartment, and so I duct taped it back up. It didn't work, but that was temporary, yeah. and then I Gorilla glued it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gorilla Glue and yes. duct tape. Just have both of those. Yes. Okay. And a screwdriver. Got always it. need all of those. Okay. Okay. Making my list. <laughs> Gonna put it in my car. Yes. Number two, kind of related, but in my car, I have a little go bag. I have a blanket in there. I have some contacts in there, hand sanitizer, portable charger, just like random stuff. I have Advil because mm. I someone always needs something. And You're I'm like, like the mom. Yes. Literally. Like, I got you. Yes. So I'm like, I got you. I'm always driving people places because I love driving anyway. So I always volunteer. So you just have the things. So I'm like, yeah, why not have them? Oh, like for, if in case people need it. That's yeah. not where my brain went. Oh, I was like, what she's thinking? apocalypse? That too. Yeah, I was like, she's so prepared <laughs> for the apocalypse. <laughs> I went straight to I zombie thinking... apocalypse. I was like, she's going to survive. <laughs> she's going to survive I mean, with her yes. Advil and her phone charger. <laughs> you never know what you're going to need. I, I have a go bag in my car. But it's for my dogs. I don't have anything for myself. I have like oh. a pee pad, a mm-hmm. cup of food for them, treats, extra poo bags, hand sanitizer, and something else. Oh, like a portable like dog food bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's what I keep in my car all the time. So just in case I get stranded on the side of the road with a dog in my car, then they have dinner while we wait for AAA. Yeah. No, I, I think I have a toothbrush that's in there. Funny. I got everything. Uh, no. If I ever, like, needed something, I don't have it. But if my dogs need something, I got it. See, I have, like, a mini go bag, kind of similar to Tori's with, like, Tums and, like, scissors and deodorant, toothbrush, stuff like that. And then I also keep um, sandcastle toys in my car in mm-hmm. case Omar wants to go to the beach. He likes to build sandcastles. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep them on I... at all times. I need a picture of his sandcastle. Do you remember the sandcastle that you made? While we were at I could never Florida forget Bama. it. Yeah. It was huge. Mm-hmm. I'll, was show, I'll show Tori a picture of it. Okay. It I'm really excited. <laughs> I didn't it was out. very big. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but going off of your um, apocalypse idea, Alexis, I will be ready. I watch so many horror movies. I watch videos about horror movies, about like how people would like beat the movie or how they would survive whatever villain or whatever. I'm ready. We need to get into this, actually. <laughs> I have a, I'm very passionate about my stance on this. If we were in an apocalypse mm-hmm. situation, we'll start with you, Alexis. Yeah. Like, are you, are you fighting? Are you flighting? Are you, like, what are you doing? How are you going to react in a zombie apocalypse? I'm, well, for, I'm, I'm fighting. We've actually, so my apartment, I live with Omar and then a roommate, Rafe. We've talked about these zombie apocalypse multiple times. If like bears became zombies, like all of this stuff. And we are prepared to fight. We have everything we need here <laughs> located. We have stuff in bags. We've got, we're ready to go. We're fighting. Jesus. <laughs> what okay, about you guys? Tori? I wouldn't say I have details like Alexis does. But I think I would fight enough that I need that I need so that I can survive. You know, I'm not gonna go out and fight all of them just because I want to. I'm gonna fight them off until I get to wherever I think is safe. Mm-hmm. You know, do my little thing, make my shelter, mm-hmm. and then you know that's for the government and the army and them to like get rid of <laughs> all of it. You know, like if they're coming to attack me, yeah, I'll fight back. But okay. I'm not gonna just go and fight them because I feel like it. Okay, you know, 
See, I, I just, I, I don't see myself fighting. I, like, if you're, I'm thinking, like, post-apocalyptic, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what kind of quality of life is there? What it's are we what fighting for? What am I <laughs> fighting for? What? Like, you I'm really going like to fight this. some zombies to eventually be eaten and to live. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't have, I don't know. Not <laughs> to get, like, dark. Think but there's a TikTok it. that I saw. The girl was like, uh, y'all just have too much, like, will to live. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't have the will to live in that situation. I'm just, I'm tapping out. <laughs> like, if there are zombies walking, no, just... I'm done. But I'm it's, done. It's forever camping. Like, you don't have to worry about jobs. You can live in your bus permanently and camp <laughs> forever. But, like, eventually, I have to restock the bus with, like, food and shit. And Before. I can't just drive my happy ass into the city and run over zombies forever. This is why, listen, I used to be on an <laughs> Ohio mushroom enthusiast page so I could tell you all the edible mushrooms in Ohio. You got to forage. You think I'm going to forever camp in Ohio? <laughs> Good point. Red flag. <laughs> that's, that's a red flag. <laughs> I need to know the mushrooms in Colorado, okay? Not Ohio. I can't help you there. I cannot help you there. <laughs> I don't care about what mushrooms I can eat here. I will say, though, if the apocalypse happens and I don't have my glasses, game over. See, that's the thing, too, is I need my glasses. And I know they're going to get dirty. What am I going to clean them off with? My dirty <laughs> ass shirt? Like, I'm not going to be able to see. I won't be able to fight these bitches yeah. off. Well, have you Ooh, seen yeah, the point. Twilight Zone? Have you ever seen Twilight Zone, period? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you know the episode when the banker guy gets trapped in the vault and he's like the last one left on Earth? Or no? No. No. So, spoiler alert for everyone listening, but this is from the 60s, so, <laughs> so you that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this guy just wants to read his books and live his life. He's a banker. He goes into a vault to read, and then a bomb or something goes off. Everybody dies. He's like, perfect. I can just read books the rest of my life and be happy. He sits down. His glasses break. <gasps> and he can't read books. He can't read books. He can't see anything. So, and it ends. You, and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, he's the last man alive, and he, he can't see. Wow. And what do you, yeah, what do you do? So every time, I, whenever Twilight Zone comes on, that movie or that episode, I just, I'm like, that would be me. Yeah. I can't see. <sighs> so I that is the one it. reason why I would agree with you is, you know, what's the point? But on the other it. hand, all my horror movie knowledge would just be wasted if I just gave up. Mm, I don't think, I don't think it's wasted because every horror movie I've watched just proves to me that everybody fucking dies. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> We're just all going down. I'm going to have to fight people. If I'm not fighting zombies, I'm going to have to fight non-zombie people. And I just don't think I'm down for that. Like, because you're going to have to fight for the food because we're all at the same grocery store. for the last shit. I just don't think I'm just not cut off for that kind of life. That's fair. Self-awareness. And also, oh, the other shit that I thought about is what do I look like blind running around with my three dogs and my cat in a carrier? Because I'm not... leaving them so like at what point do you also do that because i was thinking about this one day and i no joke shed multiple tears thinking about having to just let my dogs loose so that because they would have a better chance of survival on their own rather than with me and it's not me but i'm like i don't think i could just let them go (laughs) but but that's selfish of me but then do i keep them with me because fucking i don't know like bayla's a puppy Freya's like 50 pounds. I can't carry any of them. And Kitty's 20 pounds. Like, how am I going to get Kitty through this shit? In a giant ass carrier? I can't run that fast. So then it's like logistics. Logistically, how do I make it through this? 
with all the animals. <laughs> That's a really good point. I've thought I've thought about this a lot. I have a backpack for Nova. So I'm like, she's going in there. I'm strapping her on. We're taking off. Okay. Raya barks too much. I'm going to leave her with Omar. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, somebody's going to bark. Give us away. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I also just have like an over inflated sense of self with like, I would be like the last survivor or like I would win the Hunger Games <laughs> or like those things where I'm like, no, I could do it. And in reality, I'd like be the first down, but I'm still going to do it. Yeah, no, I was definitely, I I wouldn't be the first like taken down. I would just take myself down. I'd be like, I'm just going to sit in this apartment forever. So <laughs> Fair it's, point. I don't know. But I say that to Cohen and Cohen's the fighter. He's like, no, baby, we're fighting through this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. Like, <laughs> you can't. If you want to go out and get all the food and bring yeah. it back, I'm just going to sit here until the de- like the government comes yeah. and they're like, hey, we're good. And I'm like, sweet, I've made it through. <laughs> Me and the dogs. <laughs> so we just went over your non-negotiables like in life and what you've learned from your past and obviously there are little fun things i cannot fathom fighting off cockroaches so (laughs) duct tape always i think i have duct tape in my car but i don't keep it inside so if i ever have to fight off cockroaches in my car i'm set yeah that's disgusting okay but (laughs) it kind of leads us into the bigger part that we wanted to talk about for the episode as well which is the best piece of advice you've ever been given by like anyone in your life or a piece of advice that you've like read online, literally it can come from anywhere. But we want to hear the best piece of advice you've ever been given and like how it's helped you and what it was given for and kind of like the background on it so that anybody listening, if they need to hear these words, it'll help them. So this was definitely like the hardest part of preparing for this. I was so nervous. So it's not really advice. It's kind of just something that I always tried to go by and then I had something happen that helped me realize that it's true Mm -hmm. so I've always been a person who thinks that everything happens for a reason which is super cheesy I know but I just feel like if you don't think that way every time something bad happens you just you know get really depressed and negative and that's happened before and I need to stop doing that Mm -hmm. so I feel like the biggest example of this was when AOPI got shut down Mm -hmm. because I was president at the time and I was also just dealing with a lot of school stuff and I was probably in like one of the worst mental places I've ever been Obviously, sororities are not, you know, end-all, be-all. But in the moment, In the moment, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, anything that you're in, in the moment, is a big deal. Because that's what you're going through right now. I feel like you're only able to look back at it and be like, it wasn't that big of a deal because you're out of it now. But yeah, it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. You're in it. And it's happening right now. So do not belittle your feelings. Your feelings (laughs) are valid. Yeah, like being in a sorority for two and a half years, like meeting you guys, getting all these roles... And then being sat down and being told, sorry, you're being shut down and there's nothing you can do about it. And then me having to tell our members that. Yeah, because you're it president. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it wasn't on you, but I'm sure it felt no, like it was on exactly. you to have to like bear this burden to everyone. Yeah. In the moment, I was like, I messed up. It's my fault, which I know it's not. It was right. years of, you know, So many stuff. things. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Um, but in the moment, it was just like the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. I remember right after I heard, I called my parents and then I called Alexis. And I think I even said, I'm sorry to you just because I felt bad that you like did, yeah. the chapter ended and like I met you through it. And, you know, I met you guys, like everyone. It was just, I felt like I was letting everyone down, even though it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Like, it was going to happen whether I was present or not. It was going to happen at some point. If it wasn't with you, it was the next person or the next person. Like, yeah. Yeah. And most definitely is not your fault. Yeah. So like that was a lot. And then I was 
taking finals from the previous semester and taking new classes and you know it was kind of getting off of covid so it was still very isolated in terms of classes so that was just it was a terrible time my dad came to visit me thank goodness and we cried together we've never cried together Aww. like ever we literally laughed after it happened because we were like we don't do this like this is so <laughs> weird <laughs> so you know thinking back on it i'm like wow that was a terrible you know few weeks or whatever it was but afterward i realized you know okay this helped me realize that even when you're in a shitty situation, you can make it work. So, you know, after we found out that it got shut down, we were like, okay, how can we have a fun semester? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we used all of our money to go out to dinners and we went to Tennessee and we rented out, you know, bars and stuff and just did whatever we wanted to have fun. We got sweatshirts, you know, just like stupid stuff, but it was all of our last semester, whether people were graduating or not. Uh, yeah. And so we wanted it to be fun. And I wanted to make sure everybody had fun. So it was a lot of putting my feelings aside to, you know, plan things and doing the actual paperwork of shutting down the chapter and all of that, you know, mm -hmm. annoying stuff that I had to, I had to sit in a meeting with PHA and hold back tears and like sign these mm -hmm. stupid papers. And, you know, all of it now, it's like, that's so dumb. But in the moment, I was like, this is terrible. And it weighs heavy and it's, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it definitely taught me how to, you know, deal with people who were yelling at me over something that's not my fault and, you know, trying to make the most out of what is happening. And I mean, I even used this example in, in uh, interviews for internships and when they were like, what's been a hard time of leadership or what's, what have you done, you know, to help whatever organizations you're in. I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> I got a story. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I feel like it even made me closer with, like, the girls in the chapter that I was actually friends with because we didn't have the chapter to keep us together, you know? Yeah, so if, if the friendships were going to work, then you guys had to make it work. Exactly. And it was one of those make it or break it moments of, like, is, are we <laughs> friends because we want to be friends or are we friends because mm -hmm. we're in the same sorority? Exactly. And, like, all of that stayed because it was real yeah and you know obviously not all of it worked out and I do wish that it stayed open until I graduated but yeah. also I don't have to pay dues anymore I don't have to go to all these events um I have time to have a part-time job you know I feel like my grades honestly got a little better <laughs> yeah this isn't the only change but you know that like probably did help a little but just thinking back on it you know I'm like this sucked, but it happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I just learned a lot about myself and like my mental strength getting past that. And then also just figuring out how to set it aside when I needed to and figure everything else out in my life mm -hmm. and relying on my other friends who weren't in AOPI and having them support me too, like my roommates and stuff, mm -hmm. because they obviously couldn't relate, but they were still trying to make me feel better and, you know, be there for me yeah. and all that. So kind of strengthen like all relationships because like you said you've been like crying with your dad which you never do yeah. and made you closer with your roommates and your other friends and then all the chapter members and yeah like if if you would have sat in that sadness and in just like being pissed off that it was happening mm -hmm. maybe all of the good that did come from that wouldn't have happened if you weren't yeah. trying to look for the good or like notice that like hey everything does happen for a reason I might not know it right now but let me just be open to whatever the hell is happening yeah and one door is closing but another one opens and now yeah you've grown closer with your dad and closer with your sisters that are still yeah. sisters like <laughs> we're still all like in the right. same kind of sorority whether or not our chapters open and that's kind yeah. of like the bigger picture of sorority life and whatnot is like we're all a part of AOPI whether or not our chapter exists and yeah. also although 
connections we've made and all the people we've met are still there. Yeah. And even like personally, when that started happening, I like went back to therapy and like started taking like pills again and all of that. And even just helping myself personally, I started working out again more because I know that that is self-care for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like going back to what I did in high school when I was also struggling with other stuff to make myself feel better and not just dealing with it and being like, this is the way it is. I have to be sad. Mm -hmm. Like figuring out ways to make it better and not just, you know, sit in my bed and cry all day. Yeah. Which sometimes is good, but not all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's like a lot of little advices of like, Everything happens for a reason, but also, like, one door closes, another one opens, yeah. how to make the most out of a shitty situation. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot in that, which is really good. And I'm sorry that, you know, most good <laughs> lessons we learn in life come at the expense of, like, something shitty happening. Right. Yeah. And so it sucks that, like, we have to learn some of these things through shitty experiences. And mm-hmm. I am sorry that that happened, especially when you were president. And, like, I remember <laughs> Alexis called me afterwards and told me, and, like, then Allison and all of yeah. us were just, like, I it just made us feel terrible that it happened like with you and like with y'all's class and whatnot. Like, I just wish it happened after all of us had like (laughs) left and like there wasn't any of our like little immediate sorority family still there or something. And just, it sucks on all fronts. So yeah, I'm so sorry. So even though it's, you know, been like a year or so after, but yeah. And you know, like, I mean, I still have my paddle and stuff hanging up in my room. Mm -hmm. I still wear my old like AOPI shirts and it's not like, you know, I'm dissing on it. It was just the way that they all, the way that happened was really shitty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you can't go back and change anything. But, of course, sometimes you think, especially around recruitment season, when I see all the girls in other houses and I'm like, that I wish that was me or, like, that could have been me. Or even a freshman year, I didn't even do the whole recruitment process. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't there for sisterhood or prep. So yeah. I'm like, what would have happened if I went through? Would I gone somewhere else? And, you know, obviously I'm thankful for you guys. But then I'm like, well, it could have been totally different. I could have been in... Some other sorority that's still open. <laughs> yeah. Or, because also it doesn't, I think that I've, all all decisions you make lead you down a path, of yeah. course. And so it kind of goes back to like, is the grass greener, greener on the other side or mm-hmm. is it just greener where you water it? Because you very much could have, yeah, went to a different sorority, but then that sorority could have been so shitty. Yeah. could have maybe not made any friends and like dropped mm-hmm. out and like... Just because there's another option, I feel like a lot of people always sit in the positivity of what could have happened with that option without realizing that also negativity, <laughs> like bad things could have happened that yeah. way too. Like going another route isn't always good. Um, and But like we're all just sitting in, in the path that we chose. Oh yeah, you're and all you just And you can sit here and be mad or you can sit here and make the most of the situation. And exactly. Like, I mean, even when I joined, and I've told you guys this on bid day, I was like, I don't know if I want to be in a sorority anymore. Like it's just, I don't know if this is my vibe. But then you guys are the ones who, like, made me want to join. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like, if I felt the same way on bid day at a different sorority, would girls there have made me feel the same way? Mm -hmm. Or would I still have dropped? It's all, like, what ifs, ifs, you know. Or if everything happened for a reason of, like, you were meant to join AOPI and to meet Alexis and all of us (laughs) and to, like, have these friendships. And unfortunately, the chapter, for whatever reason, was meant to kind of close at that time. So that way, hopefully, in the future, it can open up for some new friendships and sisterhoods and whatnot but i don't know it's definitely a you can sit in in the shittiness or you can make the most out of it and i love that y'all decided just to spend your last semester like having the best time yeah we tried to spend every penny we could i would <laughs> as you should <laughs> as you should it's y'all's money like y'all paid it like it's yeah. all the dues so like spend it mm-hmm. <laughs> spend it how y'all want i would have done the same thing and but also yeah it's it's big on you to have to like 
take that on and to swallow what kind of like pride or feelings that you had personally with it, even though it wasn't your fault, but in the moment it's different. And so having to like sit with that and still be able to go in front of the chapter and like smile and be that person for everyone while everybody else had to deal with their emotions about it. So that's a big like life lesson as well, just to kind of like help people through those times as well when you are also struggling to get through the time. Like, everybody's struggling. Yeah. But we all can't be, like, crying right now. Somebody has to be strong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also just, like, I don't know. I remember when the chapter closed and you called me and, like, the absolute, like, heartbreak that I felt, not because the chapter was Mm -hmm. closing, but because I knew that, like, how it was, like, affecting you and how you were going to have to go jump through hoops and go through hell and back because of it. And watching you, like, go through all of that and now seeing where you are now is just like so huge because you are absolutely thriving like your grades phenomenal like you are living your best life you are getting the internships that you want and like chasing the things that you want and doing all of that and it's still like hard for me to think back like when you were talking about it on that moment happening because I still remember like my heart like breaking for you because like obviously like Mm -hmm. it's not about the sorority it's about the people that you meet and the relationships that you build and those are what are going to last a lifetime and yeah I just feel like although it sucks that it like it closed but like you can see on Instagram like the people that were friends they're still staying together they're still doing things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like everyone is still together and we don't need a house or a name or whatever to say that we're friends or sisters or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's like the I'm kind of <laughs> comparing it to like the Marie Kondoing of things like you can still have the sentimental feelings and like friendships and all these things without having the mm-hmm. physical like you just said the house or just yeah. the, even the physical like sorority that is technically quote-unquote holding you together it's more than that and even mm-hmm. if, for example, if you had to sooner or later, like for me, like I still have my paddles, they're in the closet right next to us. <laughs> they're not hanging up anymore because at some point I'm like, am I, at what point am I too old to hang yeah. my paddles up? <laughs> but I love them. But it's more about like who gave those to me and yeah. the relations that I made. It's not the paddle. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what all those feelings are in. Like I can throw away the paddle and as much as I'm going to cry over it and be so sad when I have to like throw the physical thing out, yeah. that's not throwing away the thing that gave it to me if yeah. that makes sense so yeah like the chapter closed and that is so emotional because mm-hmm. people tend to attach those feelings onto physical things mm-hmm. because they're not either like it's you can't really hold on to friendships yeah like, this is the physicality of it and so having to say goodbye to the physical embodiment of sisterhood is very much heartbreaking yeah but it's not actually throwing any of that away mm-hmm. it, it's just like the mindset of having to thank it and that's where the Marie Kondo thing is like thank you so much for giving me all that you did and like (laughs) the you know the purpose that you served in my life and blah 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 and then having to you know close it yeah but still live on the things Mm -hmm. that are actually here like the friendships and the connections and all that yeah and I'm definitely like a physical sentimental type person Mm -hmm. like I have a box at home with a bunch of sentimental things you know like my great uncle's um memorial like packet I have it in there and like necklaces I've gotten from close family members and just like random things that remind me of memories Mm -hmm. and so sometimes it's hard when yeah you have to put that away or whatever but then it's nice I go back and look at it and I'm like oh my gosh I remember this Mm -hmm. and all that and then I don't think about the shitty parts of whatever you know might be attached to that memory I think about the better parts Mm -hmm. but in the moment of course it's like that's terrible yeah 
I think I'm I'm that way with like pictures and like mm-hmm. videos and stuff, which is obviously why I like <laughs> document my entire life on like YouTube and Instagram and stuff. Like I've always been and I've always said this like in my videos and whatnot is I do it for myself. Mm-hmm. I do it as like a virtual diary or a virtual scrapbook for myself. I do it because I like to look back on it and remember yeah. the happy times or even the bad times. Like I've vlogged everything. So like <laughs> it's, sometimes you just want to look back on it and I'm not that much of a physical like person in mm-hmm. terms of the sentimental value attached to it, but I most definitely am with like pictures or videos. Like I can't delete anything. Yeah. And I love going back and watching old vlogs and um like for example, recently obviously went through a breakup and that person was very much heavy on my channel because I was mm-hmm. with this person for a very long time and I've been asked by multiple people like am I going to delete those videos or like mm-hmm. private them or take them off my channel or like is it weird that they're still there or yeah. like th- anything like that and I'm like no like I don't I don't think so at all because it's still just what was happening in my life at that time yeah and right. as much as there's good memories and unfortunately bad memories with like every person or every friendship mm-hmm. or whatever even if I'm not friends with those people anymore I go back and watch those vlogs that those people are in and I still smile because mm-hmm. I'm like, I do the same things. I remember the good parts, yeah. not so much the shitty parts. And not that I go back and watch like these videos of like past relationships per se, but, <laughs> but just it's just past that's memories. my life. Like that is my life. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened the past four years. Mm-hmm. And like, it's all there and I can't change the past. So like mm-hmm. me deleting videos or like privating them isn't taking away any of the memories or yeah. taking away any of that. It's just that's my life and now I'm here now right. and you can look back four years ago and you look back six years ago or whatever and yeah I, it's just all of it's there and I think that if I ever had to like delete them I just like I couldn't I could not do it I'm thinking of like a slightly on topic but also off topic with the TikTok ban that's being proposed <laughs> it made me scared not about TikTok but I'm like yeah. thinking like what if YouTube just like deleted that would be so scary. You know what I just thought about is in the apocalypse. Are you gonna take all your hard drives with you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good point. Bitch, do not even ask me that because actually, like two weeks ago or something, our tornado alarms were going off. Yeah. And I was freaking out because also, again, three dogs, a cat. We have to load them all into the car. We're, we live on the third floor of an apartment building, so I'm like, we're gonna die. So we have to get somewhere lower. But you can ask Cohen. I was sitting here for like ten minutes, staring into my office mm-hmm. of like. Am I literally, how much of a danger are we actually in? Because I'm like, am I about to pack up my computer and like my, like all my things, my camera, like my stuff. And I, half of me felt shitty because I'm like, Marissa, you could rebuy all those things. You know, the shit that people always talk about. Like you always want to save like your people and your animals and whatnot, which obviously I already had them all packed up. Like I, those were first ones. But if I have the time, Mm -hmm. I was like, is, is that what I would grab? Like if I needed to leave but half of me is like yeah because that is that's all my Mm -hmm. memories like I have my four hard drives sitting right here on my desk like (laughs) at least if I couldn't save the computer like those things of course I could rebuy but I'm like thinking about that yeah Mm -hmm. like would I grab my hard drives that's like the modern day grabbing your scrapbooks you know what I mean like people did that shit like when their house is on fire they grab their little photo albums and they leave yeah I feel like I would take my my hard drives I had a vivid dream where it was the weirdest dream. I'm not going to go into it. But anyway, the house was on fire. <laughs> and I grabbed my two, like, special men- sentimental boxes in my dream because that's what I would always grab in a fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, even in my dream, that's what I would grab. That's what you'd grab. And I have one. Wow. Mine's, like, up there somewhere. But I I don't 
I think I would grab my hard drives before I grab like my sentimental box because yeah. again I feel like a lot of my feelings well, that's way more stuff yeah way more in that than like the one lanyard that I saved from the AOPI convention or yeah. I don't know like I save all that shit too but yeah. I feel like I would grab the videos mm-hmm. but yeah like the and then I'm thinking like if, if YouTube just disappeared like and all mm-hmm. my vlogs disappeared like I have the raw footage but I don't yeah. have the vlogs like mm-hmm. I don't save the vlogs yeah because why would you why would I so now I'm sitting here though and I'm like <laughs> do I need to go back and like download all of my videos and like keep those on a separate hard drive like I don't know like that's what scares me because all of my sentimental value yeah is in that kind of stuff and if yeah. I lose that, like, what? I don't know. That's so... I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Alexis, what would you grab in a fire? I'm, like, trying to... I'm sitting here trying to think of, like, objects I would grab. And I don't think I have any. Which, like, probably sounds really bad. But, like, I think once I had, like, my pets, I would just go. I don't think that's bad. I think that's... Well, quote, unquote, which you probably should do is, like, not have any kind of, like, ties to anything physical. Well, <laughs> but, like, I... You know, like, you guys are talking about, like boxes of memories or like things like that and I'm realizing like in my apartment I don't have those things like I don't have boxes of memories here like all of that stuff's in mm. Ohio for me so like there's oh, nothing like at your here. parents house yeah so there's nothing yeah here, mine is like, in Maryland yeah so I mean that's different though you still have those things but yeah they're just not there all my things are in this apartment so like mm. yeah but I wouldn't necessarily care about any of it all like all the other stuff or like my clothes or tote bags shoes like nothing <laughs> any I just would I just stood in my office because I looked at it all because I'm like, damn, I have my iPad, I have two cameras, my cam- my two laptops, my desktop. I'm like, am I literally about to pack up all this stuff? Because I'm like, what if a tornado... And like, that's what I was thinking of. And I, yeah, and I felt shitty because half of me is like, so many people would be like, Marissa, just go. You can rebuy all that stuff. I'm like, but that's all my... Like, my whole life is like right. in this office. That's so crazy. But I did. I loved your advice though. I feel like it was so jam-packed with like good little little nuggets (laughs) yeah i think it was perfect i big big um advocate for like everything happens like the way it should so Mm -hmm. i love that i'm i want to hear your notable quotable is it tied to your advice or is it something completely different it's completely different oh um as soon as you guys said you're having a podcast i heard it and i was like i'm ready i had in my notes for months oh yes it's been since <laughs> summer I okay think, right so it is from what alexis i said it's been since summer that she's like prepared this quote for us <gasps> yes oh! i've had this quote ready for a long time okay it's from robin arzone she's a peloton instructor love her she used to be a lawyer and then she decided no i don't want to do this became a peloton instructor and good for her yeah she's amazing love her and in one of her runs she says you've been through a hundred percent of your worst days and i was like damn you're right like yeah. every day where i'm like this is the worst day ever and then the next day i'm like i did that though you finished it you made I, it through. yes i made it through my worst day and you've made it through a hundred percent of them because we're yes. sitting here right now exactly i love it if you can get through those you can get through anything yeah you know but it also great. puts it into, per, into perspective because when you say that i know some people are going to like rebuttal and being like but what if like this happens and Mm -hmm. but i like how you just said when you're sitting in this day and it is you're like this is the worst day of my fucking life yeah and you think it's the worst day and you're crying like whatever's happening yeah and then you wake up tomorrow and you just you go on yeah and it might be the worst couple of days of your life or like a a worst week of your life or whatever but it's you've been through that Mm -hmm. you've tackled it and so what alexis just said of like if you've been through that, you can get through anything. Because in that moment, you did you did think you probably yeah. weren't going to make it through, and you did. 
Yeah, like you, whatever the worst thing has ever happened to you, you've already been past it. It's already happened. How much worse can it get? Exactly. Right. Right. Every person's last words before it actually gets really bad. <laughs> okay, but in a movie, the mindset. <laughs> it's like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and then a tsunami or something. But then you get through it. And then you get through it. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. You get through yes. it. So she, honestly, when I do my hit runs, I have to take her classes because that's the only reason I can do those sprints every time. She's like, do you want it more than you fear it? And I'm like, damn, I guess I do. Mm, I'm like, wow. I can do this. I can run for 20 mm, seconds. I love Motivating. that. Do you want it more than you fear it? Kind of a two-part notable quotable. Oh, <laughs> that one like gave me like some goosebumps. I, I like that. I know. It, like, like, I liked the 100% of the bad days. Yeah, but I was like, the who? Because I'm, I'm thinking you could literally relate that to absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Like last episode, we were talking about just start. That was one of my like... Yeah. Um, New Year's resolutions. So then I could relate that to just start of like, am I scared to start? Most definitely. Mm-hmm. But am I like, moti- yeah? Is that going to take over? Am I not <laughs> going to start because I'm too scared to start? Mm-hmm. You say I like that you're relating it to um, running, and that she's like, do you want it more than you can fear it? Because I'm thinking to myself like, no, I fear it more than I want it. I fear <laughs> the run. I don't want it. You know? No. <laughs> I don't know what that would motivate. So you me were about more. to take her class, and she would say that, and you'd be like. Wow, you're no. so right. And then in the class, <laughs> where Tori goes, wow, you are so right. Yeah. And then gets Let ready go. and just sprints. But you're like, wow, thank you for that. I needed that. Ends class, climbs into bed. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's like, it's a motivating quote, though. I just. Yes, I love her. And every time she's like, okay, we're going to do the sprint, you know, pick a speed, whatever. And then right before it starts, she said, okay, whatever speed you picked, add point one. That's Ooh. your real speed. Ooh. And I'm wow. like, you're right. Why would I not just add point one? <gasps> Alexis. What? I have to tell you, this is kind of the same thing that you just <laughs> said, though. Like, you, you pick your speed, yeah, add point or one. Or weight, you know. Yeah, I was about to <laughs> relate it to working out. The other day, I think it was yesterday at the gym, I was hip thrusting, right? And okay. usually, last time I did it, when I texted you, I was hip thrusting 95. Yes. And to me, I thought that was, like, a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Cohen was like, you could do more. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. He was like, okay you did 10 at 95 so you can do five at 105 you know what I mean like at least just do five and like the way that he was at least explaining it made it much more like palatable Mm -hmm. and so when she says like add point one like that doesn't sound like much yeah even though in a run I'm sure like it it fucking (laughs) changes it but like making it palatable to like add a little bit more Mm -hmm. add a little bit more and I ended up doing 125 by the end of that (gasps) like he kept adding weight to my thing oh my god and then also I got motivated though because I also <laughs> don't want to fail. And so when he's like, just do five, and then I'd get to five and I would just bust out the full ten. And he right. would be like, ah. So then the next time he'd add more, he's like, just do five, and I'd get yeah. to five. And I'm like, oh, I'm not stopping at five. So then I kept doing tens, even like and so yeah, I did ten of one twenty five when I thought I could only do ninety five. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. It's just how you think about it. Because, you know, I'm doing sprints and she's like, it's only 30 seconds of your day. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I can't run for 30 seconds. Like, I mean, I just ran for 20 more minutes. Alexis, you can't run for 30 seconds? No, those 30 seconds running (laughs) feels like an hour. Time moves slower when you're running. I swear. I don't know what it is, but it moves slower when you're running. And you want to know what, Marissa? I sent Alexis a 60-day Peloton free trial. (gasps) Has she used it? No. Wasted it. Don't call me out like that. Can I, is it too late? Can Listen, I still use it, it? She tells you what to do. No. That's why I love about it is because, okay. you know, one, the songs are great. Like, I get pumped up. 
And then two, they, you know, they share their motivating stories or they're like, okay, you're going to run for 30 seconds. And I'm like, I can't disappoint you. Like, yeah, She will come through that screen. I know. <laughs> she will come and fight me. She is watching. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I do want it more than I fear it. I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> tell me her name again. Robin Arzone. I okay. love her. She's writing a book. Oh. Yes. Wow. She's amazing. She is pregnant right now. She already had a baby, but she like would do her sprints pregnant. And I'm like, oh if she's doing these pregnant... I can do it at 22 years old. Well, I have no excuses. Too. Yes. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. If she could Listen, do it pregnant, she I should like, be able to I do started this. doing um, lifting at five pounds. And now, you know, she's up and doing higher than I can do. I don't take her lifting classes because I can't do that. But just start. Yes. You don't have just to start. be good right now, Alexis. You run for 30 seconds and you die and you stop there. And then you run another 30 seconds the next day. Yeah. And then sooner or later, by the end of the week, you're running a full minute. And then you just keep adding on time. See, Just start. everything you're saying makes perfect sense. <laughs> it really does. It's oh You're right. Goodness. And then it's so That's satisfying funny. when, I mean, I guess same with lifting weights, but when you take the same class and then you run faster the next time, mm-hmm. or, you know, she says, okay, do your sprint, and I start my sprint faster than I did the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I just ran a six-minute mile, like, sprint pace. Like, that's wild. Yeah, like the growth, when you can see the growth, yeah. and like feel it, and you're like, dang, you're like progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I want it more than I fear it, and so do you. I'm feeling attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because we're talking about running. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think we ended that on, like, the perfect note, like a high note. I would get that quote tattooed on me. I don't know. <laughs> that thing gave me goosebumps. I think that was so motivating for this week. Yeah, I loved it. I love both of them. They were great little tidbits. You're just giving us like two first. She gave us like a whole <laughs> bucket of pieces of advice and then two notable quotables. It's also Thank to motivate me to get back into running because it's been a few weeks. <gasps> so I need to get back into it so I can hear these while I'm sprinting. Why don't you and Alexis like FaceTime but like mute each other so you guys do your little classes. But then should. you guys can see each other and keep each that's other actually, accountable. That's a really good idea. I'll do it. I'll FaceTime you. All right. There we go. I'm ready tomorrow. I need to run tomorrow. Oh, perfect. We will check in at tomorrow. our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, next episode, Alexis, we will be checking in on your running journey. Uh, yep. I'm thinking okay. a 30 minute hit run. Ooh, 30 <gasps> minutes. Tori, start with like five minutes. Oh my God. I'll FaceTime you for five of your 30 minutes. That's what I'm going <laughs> At least something. But Tori, I'm so excited. You are our first guest on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had fun. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Tori. I know you said you were nervous. Was it as bad as you thought? No, it was way easier than I thought. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Any of you guys listening to this who've been wanting to start a podcast, do you want it more than you fear it? Word. Just start. (laughs) Ooh. Mmm. I love it. Do you have any closing notes for us, Alexis? Just thank you, Tori, for coming in and like being willing to do this with us. I loved it. It was so much fun. So much fun. fun. I'm excited for our next guest. We're going to do these happy hour episodes. I believe we're choosing like the first Sunday of every month. So to kick off your month on like a nice, positive, happy mindset and then have different guests every month. So stay tuned for our next happy hour guest. But thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.